Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today ladies and gentlemen welcome to the lpn show recorded both in los angeles and new york city we're just you know here to hang out have a good time all right i'll talk to y'all after a while there it is i'm an audio engineer the pipes if the words ladies and gentlemen we were talking about right before we started recording this wonderful, wonderful episode about how it's isn't it amazing? Isn't it incredible how our words they go from our bellies? This is true. <laughs> words come from bellies up through your inside pipe. No. Out the, where your scary fangs are. Are you giving us the talk right now? I feel like you're but, about to tell me about the birds and the bees. No, I'm talking about radio. Oh, okay. And how it's incredible about how we think thoughts. Yeah. And then it comes out of our guts, the thoughts, as little screams. And it Lungs. goes into the tube. <laughs> yes. It goes into tube and then the tube mm-hmm. goes into the box. It's crazy. And then we can all hear the show. I know, absolutely nuts, and that's how we hear, you hear us today. I am so happy we have a scientist here. <laughs> Someone is going to be able to explain a lot of things to us. Welcome to the LPN Show. I am one of the hosts, Henry Zabrowski. And I am the other the... host. I'm his sister, Jackie Zabrowski. Not and married. Not married. <laughs> we are not married to each other. Um, we are both separately married to other people. But uh, uh, and I want to everyone. introduce. Uh, I want to introduce a very smart, very smart person. Oh, smart. she's gonna she's gonna explain a lot of things. We're to scared. Us. We've already both separately told her how scared we were to speak to her because of how dumb we are. So <laughs> be prepared for this. This is Dr. Becky Smethurst. She is, uh, she's got a YouTube channel, um, Dr. Becky, where she talks all about astrophysics, black holes. It's trippy shit. She's got a book called Space, 10 Things You Should Know. Which And so far, from what I've seen. Made me learn about space. It actually made me feel not dumb about reading about space. And thank you very much for that. And I know a thing or two about aliens. Okay. <laughs> so let's, we, I think that I know a lot as well. <laughs> but Dr. Becky, thank you so much for coming to the show. You're very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. This is like the little joy I needed at the end of my science research day. <laughs> oh my wow. God. I saw you that that video. Where, mm-hmm. So every morning, mm-hmm. you go into the office mm-hmm. well, and you turn on a yeah. supercomputer. Well, I mean, you know, now but I just mean like theoretically. Uh-huh. You, you turn on a supercomputer. That shows you pictures of the universe. How 
do I get one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not my supercomputer. It's the Department of Physics's in Oxford. Um, so it's their mm. supercomputer, but they let me use it, which is very nice of them. Obviously, they hire me to do research and they're like, please use the supercomputer to do That's it. Awesome. Um, but it is amazing that like there are these huge collaborations of people that take telescopes and just observe the sky with them and then go here here's a, a huge load of data for anybody who wants to use it and that that blows my mind that like we're now living in an age where like we can do that and it's and it's like public for, like anybody you could go on the internet right now and grab this data from this telescope that looked at like a million galaxies and look at their shapes and look at their colors and figure yes. out what that means and what it tells us about the universe that's like that's the data i use you know and then i just run models on my supercomputers to try and explain what it's showing us and try and figure out what it tells us about the universe. Because if um, we looked at that, yeah. we wouldn't know what it was, right? We would look up and be like, oh, well, that's stars, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if you looked up at it, you, you could probably piece together what everyone pieced together over the past century, right, of looking up. Like, you know, I like to remind people Yeah, we that, know Saturn. Yeah. You That's the big that one go. that we know. I know <laughs> okay. Jupiter mm-hmm. um, because it's got the wine stain on his head like Gorbachev. <laughs> I know I've never heard the... the great red spot explained that way before. <laughs> I <laughs> never not think it now, though. <laughs> now you're going to think it forever. <laughs> but, yeah, I love how, because, uh, you know, my interest in UFOs is mostly just, um, it's, I, mean, I call it theoretical truth. Um, which I think is really important for some of us to have a grasp on. Okay, Um, I get where you're coming from. I think that's that's just like an interest in the unexplained, right? Like UFO stands for unidentified flying object. Unidentified doesn't mean alien. It just means something that humans don't know about yet. And I think it it would be be. really arrogant for us to claim that we knew everything that we could see in the sky, which I don't think we do. So. Well, you show a little bit, like, watching footage of the universe hmm. shows that it's highly, like, it's not, I guess just weird is the word I want to use, but it just seems like the universe is a lot more, kind of like the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. where as soon as you go down there, it, you're like, oh, this is truly alien. Like, this yeah. is something that we don't particularly understand, and that is why we have all of these supercomputers, supercomputers trying to constantly crunch data to create trends. Yeah, a little bit. And I think I think that's what's wonderful about the universe is that there's so much that we don't know. Like, there's so much more that we don't know than we do know. And that's great because, you know, if we knew everything, then there'd be no point in doing science. That's kind of the point of science is to figure right. out the things that we don't know. But we're at this stage where there's just, especially with astrophysics, what I do, astronomy, that the universe is, is huge. And there's just so much of it that it's almost like our brains can't pick out the patterns anymore. Like, there's just too much of it, you know? And that's why we end up using supercomputers, because they're the things that can help pull out the information we're, we're looking for, you know? And we kind of, like, try and be like, okay, well, if I modeled it like this, does this match my data? And you can try and sort of piece together slowly. And it's why you need huge collaborations of people. Like, the collaboration I work in is, like, a thousand people around the world. Damn. Right? Wow. And it's like, you kind of have just- to. Yeah. And what is your focus? Is it just on black holes? Yeah, so my focus is supermassive black holes. Awesome. I love supermassive black holes. You have um, to look up Dr. <laughs> Becky, by the way. Dr. Becky on YouTube, you it's it will blow your mind. It's um, fascinating. I apologize. Please keep speaking no, about the yeah. supermassive black holes. So, so, my, so cool. <laughs> so my focus is how supermassive black holes grow, and they're found in the centers of galaxies. And the thing is, 
people, when I say this, how do supermassive black holes grow? People are like, well, they're just like vacuum cleaners. They're just hoovers, right? They just suck everything in. But actually, it's really hard to grow a black hole because most stuff will just orbit a black hole, right? Like if I replaced the sun with a black hole of the same size, yes, we would all notice that the light in the sky would go out, but like Mm. Earth would keep orbiting it. Like it would yeah, just... it would be like a sound garden universe. <laughs> okay. That would be that sweet as hell. There's a black hole sun. You stumbled into the most metal thing you could have said. You see, I only think of like, I say supermassive black hole and I'm like, don't say it how muse say it. Like, don't. Don't be like, supermassive black like, hole. Don't say it with that <laughs> It's so difficult so not now, to do it. So it is just fact that we mm. surround a supermassive black hole. Like that is literally how our galaxies are structured and how the universe is structured, right? Yeah, these are the they are points. in like the gravitational driving seats of galaxies, basically. So the sun, we orbit the sun on Earth. The sun orbits the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy, the Milky Way, which is like a hundred billion other stars in a big spiral shape. And you can see it at night. If you go out at night and look up, you see this like long, thin, like collection of stars that's like, there's like more I've there, seen it right? in pictures of places that don't have as much pollution as Los Angeles. <laughs> right. Sure. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, and people say it looks like spilled milk. That's like this, like, because there's so many stars. Like you almost like it all blends into one. It's just this glow. And so that's what it looks like. And and it's because we live in this like thin sort of like frisbee shaped galaxy where like the solar system, but it's just stars going around a black hole rather than planets going around the sun. Now, um, but why shouldn't we be very scared? Yes. Because you is... said before we kept because to my mind, I thought that doesn't that mean, Jackie, that we're sliding into it? Mm-mm. Well, this is why we, we really did. We got on with Dr. Beck and we're like, are, should we be terrified? We're scared of space. How are we going to die? How fast is it going to happen? It's such an existential threat. The idea of just like a black hole just going like, wee, 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 wee. and then where, sucking, 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 sucking. Where does that idea come from? That's what I want to know. Of like, I feel like we were all raised to believe that like you mm. will be sucked into a black hole <laughs> in the same way that like quicksand. I always thought quicksand was going to be an issue. And it's right. really not. I've never seen quicksand. I did my Never life. Seen it. <laughs> There's way, but I feel like we were told growing up that like you're gonna get sucked up into a black hole. I don't know who was threatening us like this, but I feel it. That evil astrophysicist at the local college. <laughs> sure. Well, no, this is the thing. I think because when people hear a black hole described, it's like this something that's so heavy and so dense that you would have to be traveling fast in the speed of light to escape, right? So we launch rockets on Earth, right? And if we didn't launch them with enough energy at a high enough speed, they just fall back down like you threw a ball yeah. up in the air, right? Because of gravity. So with a black hole, it's just a, a lot bigger and a lot a lot more massive, but not unless you're a lot bigger. They're like really dense, right? So they're like squished into a really small space. And so the energy you need to escape it, you'd have to be traveling faster than the speed of light. That's not possible. So there's this idea that once you cross this point where the gravity would be strong enough, you couldn't escape it anymore. But that point is so close to a black hole that most things never come anywhere near it. So it means that they just have things orbiting them. So like the Earth, right? You're not scared that the Earth is going to fall into the sun, right? Right. I did, well, right? You shouldn't Should be, we because be? it's are, not are we, going to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know that the earth is just I didn't even think about that. Tell us. The sun. I'm scared now. <laughs> you shouldn't be, right? You've never been scared of that. Because the Earth is just happily orbiting the sun because right. of gravity, right? Right. The same way, the sun is happily orbiting this black hole because of gravity. It is nowhere near close enough to it. And to be honest, most things don't come close enough. In fact, us astronomers are like waiting for the day that we could see something that would get close enough, but we could actually like in real time see something Watch like it fall, like a star or some or a big clump of gas or something like that fall in. And it, we've come close a couple of times, but most of the time, these big clumps of gas that we've been like, oh, it's gonna fall in, it's gonna fall in. Yay, we're gonna finally watch this. Like it just went and like swooped round like it was a slingshot and just fired Whoa. off the other side. And they were like, oh, God Weird. Damn it. Like, you know? Why and don't so- we just shoot something into it? <laughs> we like, take honestly. a really long time to get there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So really it's like cool, thirty thousand light years away. So it would take you thirty thousand years for even like a laser pen to reach this black hole. Oh wow! So that's crazy. The mm-hmm. the, sh- the movie Interstellar. Mm-hmm. The, you know how it shows how they travel through. They travel through a black hole. Well, they travel through a wormhole, which is different. A wormhole is that? Yeah. Is, is it different? Or I, that was like that's my Ooh. question. Is that mm-hmm. is it like that? Because I think that I've you know. It's a sci-fi thing I've mm-hmm. read about, like the idea of crossing the event horizon of a black hole. That maybe yeah. it could shoot you out to a place where like 9/11 didn't happen, or the McRib <laughs> is available every day. And or the like, sauce. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but I wonder, like, it, so they are just physical objects. Yeah. So then. people think of like black holes as holes, but they're 3D. Right? They're like a star that you've just taken and squashed and squashed and squashed and squashed, right? Until okay. it became really dense. So that's what a black hole is. There's like nowhere to oh. go. But the event horizon you just mentioned is that point of no return, right? And it's like a 3D sphere around it that if you crossed it, that's it. You're part of the black hole forever and ever now, right? Oh, you become like yes. you add to its heaviness, basically. Unless oh, so you can so travel much... the speed of light. Which you can't. Ah. So, yeah. Mm. A wormhole, though, is like you've taken two parts of space and connected them. Right? Ow! Well, that's the thing. We don't know how, if that's possible. The only thing we know is that, like, so the so the way we describe gravity, this is how Einstein came up with it, is that like if you have something heavy, it curves space, like space itself. So like imagine stretching out, like oh, imagine putting like a, a basketball on a trampoline. Right. It okay. Would, mm-hmm. It would bend in the middle, and you'd be able yes. to take a ping pong ball and like fire stuff around it, and it would and it would rotate around it like a planet orbiting a sun. Right. That's how we think of gravity. Okay. A black yeah. hole is is kind of like you can think of it. It's like it's it's made the trampoline go vertical. Right. There's no scrambling out of of that. But imagine yes. if you could take two trampolines and like bend them so that they connected. Right. It would never be yeah. like fully vertical so you couldn't escape it because you have to be able to come out of the other side. And this is what a wormhole is, right? And oh. the only reason that like we even thought about it is because Einstein and his theory of general relativity, you can do all the maths and you can do all the equations and work it through. And like a wormhole is like a valid like solution, we say, right? Mathematically, it could exist, basically. We've never found okay. one. Um, we don't know that's how to make one. Oh, okay. But well, sci-fi have been like, well, this solves my plot problems. 
Excellent. <laughs> I actually instantly I, get there. I have a question for you about sci-fi because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when Neil deGrasse Tyson got really mm-hmm. upset at James Cameron because of Titanic yes, I, and because well, of the stars in the sky. Yes. And so this, so Henry, I don't know if you're familiar with this or if you're listening at home, that Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think that it was like, I don't know, 20 years ago, he was upset because the night sky over the sinking of the Titanic was not the right night sky, that it was actually like a mirrored image. I think they actually just like randomly like scattered stars. Like they, yes. they didn't even think, let's make it look like the sky over the North Atlantic on this date, which you can get at. You can very easily get at. Very easily and the thing, do it. Yeah. And the thing that astronomers got so angry about was because they, they'd like done all, they'd come out with all the press being like, we've been gone to such great lengths to make this so accurate. So for, accurate. You know, Titanic, you know, to get every little detail about Titanic, the, the ship, right. And then it was like, why did, why didn't you do this bit then? Because this would have been the easiest bit to get right. Yes, and so what What they did for like the edition, like the Centurion edition, is that James Cameron mm. went back and they changed the sky yeah. to match it. But is there anything when it comes to like sci-fi or space movies that you were just like, fuck that, will not watch it, that is so wrong, it hurts me to the core. <sighs> there are a few, I've started doing reaction videos on YouTube actually to like, to old Star Trek and like The Expanse and, and like Contact, the old film with Jodie Foster as well. Oh, so, I was just about to bring up Contact, being like, is my pop-up on another planet? <laughs> Can we find pop-up, Dr. Pop-up. <laughs> so there are points where you do just have to turn the astrophysicist's brain off and go, it's the plot, just, it's plot, what but like in that film like she listens to the radio signals from this radio telescope you wouldn't do that like the telescope is collecting radio light not radio radio waves you know so like you could transform the light signal you get into frequencies that you could hear but your again your human brain wouldn't be able to pick out the patterns you just wouldn't do it pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today if they showed the actual process to get the sounds to Jodie Foster the audience would just be going (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly Um, this was that Interstellar like oh people ask me all the time to react to that film and I'm like don't make me watch it again please don't make me watch it again (laughs) hard Um, same like the fact that they left the poor guy on the ship knowing the rules of special relativity and that time would travel differently for him and he aged like what was it like 17 years I was like that's just cruel you knew that you knew the replica. <laughs> he was too cool. But then that Interstellar is another one where it is amazing that they they got that cool like visualization of the black hole and that they actually yeah. took astrophysics simulations that people have been doing 
but like you know very simply being like color this particle like color all the particles red by the density or whatever and they were like yeah but what would it look like if we actually made it into what it would actually physically look like to human eyes like no one had done that because it was so expensive to run on a computer it would take so long but for the film they were like let's do it you know yeah Um, yeah so that was awesome to see and then again they were like we've gone to great lengths to make this really accurate and then like there's bits in the film where like you know they needed a a saturn V rocket to get off the earth but then that planet that they visited near the black hole, they were like, we can just take off in this little birdie craft thing. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't like, know. What? Well, well, you'd need a rocket uh, to get Oh, dude. <laughs> That's the same thing. The movie, uh, what was it? The Ridley Scott Prometheus. When the, I've all never of those seen that, actually. Bi- There's just a scene where these biologists, <laughs> space biologists, space biologists, smart people, they see this, whatever you'd call it, you know what I mean? They see like this creature and the guy like takes off his mask and goes like hello like he tries to like play with it and shit and she's being like he's not gonna even I know a scientist is not gonna treat it like it's a pet like no. it's your friend's Maltese no. that it's meeting at a party you know what I mean like it's like he's on no. another planet no no oh and then one other thing uh, gravity the very star Ooh. of gravity with Sandra Bullock um, they destroy the Hubble Space Telescope <laughs> And I, it was like five minutes in. I'm like, this film should come with a warning. That's my precious baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's your trigger warning. All the, it's like, why um, aren't you thinking about the astronomers? <laughs> I actually have a, I, I have a question about footage from mm. space. So well, images, you that- literally like. Images, footage, right? Yeah. I guess that's. I guess that's really like the way. Why my wires get crossed, and and I've always been curious about like. Mm-hmm. When you see pictures of like what you showed, one of the videos that you had, it was showing the actual orbit mm. of a star around the supermassive black hole, the very, very super, super massive black <laughs> yeah. hole at the center of our universe. Galaxy. You see the little star going, Ew it. And it's like, mm-hmm. and you like basically said it's it's traveling, it's a planet traveling at a tenth of the speed of light, which is yeah, insane. A star, yeah. And, and I was like, but it looks like an old-timey photo. Well, yeah, like, well, that I mean, that's footage. basically what it is, right? Is I mean, first of all, it's 30,000 light years away, and you're taking a size of a photo that's, like, smaller than a human hair held out at distance, right? That's how it's tiny crazy. is the space. So that's why they look fuzzy, because it's really far away. Um, but is that video, like, is that footage, or is that just recorded light? Yeah, into, well, I mean, what is a video? I know, they, uh, technically, it's the same. Yeah, it's yeah a video is same. just many images played one after the other, right? We talk about frame rates and stuff, 30 frames a second, right? It's played so fast that the human eye can't see it flicker. A GIF, right. though, yes. is less frames. So you see a GIF, like, you know, changing a bit jumpier. So but basically is that what actual we, video of those stars? Like, Yeah, so it is essentially lots of images taken one after the other, maybe every three months or something and then played back after each other so that you can see it move so it's actual Yo, images okay and how you it's like a time lapse is what it is right okay. you know how you take many many images so whenever you see video from space so for example there's a satellite that always faces the sunlit side of the earth and so it like observes the earth from that side and so you could take a picture every day and you play it in time lapse and you can see the whole year on an earth. Like you can see all the clouds moving and like, you know, and like the the, 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 pla- the continents like rotating and stuff like that as the earth rotates. And so it's really cool, but it's just a time lapse. It's not like we've left it on record, right? 
um, mm. because that would be too expensive to store and also really difficult to send back to Earth as well. It's why these videos yes. from the Perseverance rover that's just landed on Mars are yes. so amazing because they are like videos with frame rates, no, right? They're so incredible good. and it takes so long to send them back to Earth. People are like, oh, we've only got an image. Where's the video? And I'm like, give us a give couple us of hours time. because <laughs> the bandwidth from Mars is terrible. That is crazy, crazy. man. But I always, you know, I found really fascinating about these pictures of the universe is its asymmetrical nature Mm. and how, like, photos from the Hubble Mm. show what it's... I think that, in my mind, people thought, like, our universe would kind of look like our science models we learned in high school of what the solar system looked like and all Mm. this, like, that type of stuff, where it's like, it actually looks like a huge mess oh yeah huge it's like this if you can see the whole structure like if we can be like okay there's a galaxy over there it's at that position and it's that far away there's a galaxy over there it's at that position and that far away and you do that for like every galaxy you can see and you build up this like 3d map of like where we are in the universe the full 3d map ends up being this like big like crazy web like a sponge almost like you've got like big lumps of galaxies and then there's like little strings of filaments like connecting them with another lump and yeah. then these big voids in the middle and it's just so weird and that's gravity that's done that it's like clumped stuff together in that way it's really weird that's so crazy and have you been following at all the um the fact that tom cruise is going into space to make <laughs> up the first he's making the first movie in space what like From, the international space station because that would be I, kind yes. of awesome uh, but the iss i think it's kind of awesome at the same time russia is also sending a crew to make a film in space to try and like beat Tom Cruise. <laughs> space from, race. There is a, I call a it the cool race. war. Yes, we've got a cool <laughs> war going on, and they're making stuff in space. Now, I've heard in like at least what what people are talking about it is that um, it's not only very expensive, but it in actuality because of space that you mm-hmm. wouldn't even be able to get the same kind of images to make a movie in space that would look better than what we see in our already like CGI world. Like when you brought mm. up gravity and how to me, I'm like, man, that is space. <laughs> but do you think that there is a way that like, do you feel that like with what you look at from here, like through like the telescopes and stuff, do you feel that that is accurately represented when we're watching? Because like gravity, like a Titanic, they mm. said like, oh, we did all the research. Oh, we did this as close to space as we can do it. But do you think that's even really possible because of how different Earth is versus space? Yeah. I think, I mean, Gravity did a great job with all, like, the space junk flying around and stuff like that. And I think they had it easier because they were close to Earth, if that makes sense. So there was that yeah. kind of, like, yes. perspective there. And the only difficulty they had was, like, the zero G, right? There was, like, you know, very low gravity. So, like, making hair float and stuff. But everything from, like, you know, like, water, like, drinking water. If you squeeze water out of, like, a little straw, it comes out in, like, blobs. Yeah. Because it doesn't fall, right? So it just blobs around and, like, you know, washing your hair like in space is almost like impossible because it's flying out everywhere. The water's not going where you want it and stuff like that. Yeah. 
But they got to like, be really smelly on those sta- other space stations. Yeah, oh God, well, the, the toilets. I imagine oh they're not banging, right? You can't bang on the. Like, I feel like you watch highlights. Somebody's had Mm-mm. sex on a fucking spaceship. They definitely can. have made it work. You, Jackie, people get horny everywhere. <laughs> saying that I mean because it's like you watch High Life and that Robert Pattinson movie with the sex box oh, and everybody's yeah. up in space having sex and I was like I don't, just don't know if that's how it would be I know oh. that you don't go to space Dr. Becky and have that sex that is not my I'm personal just... area of research but I'm sure <laughs> but you when know it is the... a personal area of research there will be people like pick me <laughs> I'll do it I'd like to try I volunteer as tribute <laughs> pro- the problem is, is that it's always like the people that like you think are swingers but then the people who show up who are swingers, where it's always like a guy that looks like me, but like 30 years older, but there's five of me. And we're like, you bring a sister. Hey, you bring a sister. That's what's going to happen in space. I, I'm sorry. What was your question, Jackie? I don't know. I was about just... what space looks different. And I was going to say the one, the one, to get us back onto topic, I don't know. Thank we you. No, great. Thank you. The one thing I was going to say was like, when you see... Like, I remember in Passengers, you know, the Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt movie. Yes. They were, like, in a big spaceship, and they were arriving at this big, like, nebula. So it's this big area where, like, stars are forming, and it's all, like, gas and dust everywhere. And it's, like, picture the Hubble Space Telescope images that are, like, really colorful and, like, blues yes. and pink mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. That's what they were arriving at. You wouldn't actually see that with your eyes. The light's too faint. Like, you wouldn't yes. see that color. Okay, right? yeah. That color is there. But it's so faint that you you just wouldn't, wouldn't and you probably wouldn't even it. be able to pick out, out the color over the sort of like background like diffuse white light. It's only because when the Hubble Space Telescope takes an image and we're like specifically like I want to see the pink light that comes from hydrogen, like it puts a filter in to only let in that pink light, and uh, then we like color that like the right pink color and then add it to like the image and stuff and that's how we can collect enough of that really faint pink light to actually pick it out sick so you mean to tell me you're creating unreal body expectations for the universe <laughs> sure yeah unrealistic <laughs> nebula what, yes. expectations like I'm not as pretty as the other nebula <laughs> hashtag cancel culture I can't believe that this is happening and Dr. Becky what is like a number like when you are talking to people what is the mm-hmm. number one thing that you feel that everyone one is wrong about when it comes to um, space because besides I feel like- it's the fact that like that CERN isn't going to make a bunch of tiny baby <laughs> yeah. uh, black holes that are going to destroy our planet that's particle physicist problem it's fine um, I, <laughs> I think the, the big one is like you know black holes aren't like vacuum cleaners and hoovers they're not sucking us in there could be one in the solar system and we wouldn't care it would just be like having a planet of the same mass like we, we just wouldn't matter but then also I think people really like misunderstand like dark matter as well um, Ooh, what's dark matter, matter that we can't like see so right. like, we know that it's there dark matter because you know what I was talking about before about bending space where mass right. is you know on the trampoline right imagine going to a trampoline and being like there's a basketball on the trampoline and I can see that it's bent the trampoline but there's also like this huge other thing around the basketball that's bending it more than the basketball should be able to. Like, that's yeah. what we see when we look out. We're like, whoa, what's going on there? Because there's way more bending going on than stars we can see. And for a while, people were like, it could be dust and black holes and all the stuff that blocks light and, and you know, absorbs light and stuff. But there's, even with, like, the most generous estimates for how much dust and black holes there are out there, like, it's still not enough. So I like to explain it like you... 
you can't see the wind, but you can see the trees move. So you right. know that it's there. Yeah. Right? And it's not weird to me to be like, there is stuff out there that doesn't interact with light. Like, you right. can't see it like a star because, you know, stars emit light. Uh, planets and asteroids, we can see those. You can look out in the night sky tonight and see Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't give off light, but it reflects it back to us, just like the moon oh. reflects light. That's how we see it. Um, and then dust, like in the universe, just like loads of little, you know, little piddly particles of dust that just, they block light. Black holes, I guess we could say, absorb light, right? They take it in and they trap yeah. it there. Dark matter is just, it doesn't do any of those things. And that does, that's not that weird, but it still interacts with gravity because it still is matter. Like it's still stuff. Yeah. It just ignores light. You know, Do we so. not have any dark matter close enough to the planet Earth to fully study? Like, does it actually, is dark matter, like, let's say I had a chunk of dark matter you in do. front of me. Could you I do. see it Whoa. right now? So we do. So it yeah. is just here and it is yeah. around us at all times. Gravity. So is gravity dark matter or no? No, Jackie, don't. <laughs> no, a different thing. Jackie, but don't. It, it is just around us. So, I mean, every teaspoon of space, so if you just imagine a teaspoon in front of you, it's got about two protons mass worth of dark matter. So the mass of a proton is like naught point and then like 27 zeros and then a one kilograms. I don't but know what that is in Imperial, so don't ask me to don't, put it in. Don't, don't know, we don't know. <laughs> it's very small. But like there's about that much dark matter in every teaspoon, right? Naught point zero 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 twenty seven zeros, two kilograms in a teaspoon, right? It, and we're trying to detect it all the time. So there has been experiments running for about 20 years that are trying to detect when a dark matter particle, if it is a particle, we think it, particle physicists are like, it's probably a particle. They're the ones that figure out what stuff's made of. So we've kind of gone, we found it. Your job now, particle you physicists. You do it. Good work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, come on, where have you been? <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, just, we're just waiting for a dark matter particle to basically hit into a normal matter particle that we can detect. Kind of like, a you know, a cue ball hitting. Imagine you can't see the cue ball in pool and you just see the sure. other ball move. You'd be like, whoa, something something just hit that, right? That's what right. we're looking for. It's just really, 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 really unlikely that that happens. But and what so if it happens and then it, it ends all reality as we know it? <laughs> it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Henry. Just Henry's throw down a new existential threat. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. 
trying to find because that really is I mean it was my number one question to ask you Mm. is how do you think likely it is for us this is a big question Mm. how likely is it for us to die in our generation because of you know the sun going out space threats space threats asteroids like let's go through some space threats okay so uh the sun going out that's not for another five billion years it's middle-aged the sun don't even worry about it great Um, yeah that middle age (laughs) does it mean uh it's in having a crisis it means it's thriving and bring back the sun's groove (laughs) Um, so the sun not a threat at all black holes not a threat we're happily orbiting them the closest one to us is like four or so light years away we're not bothered about it at all great check it Um, off the list check it off the list I've got a list about 100,000 things to be worried about so this really (laughs) narrows it down space spiders as we know as we think we know are not a thing we have never discovered a space spider so nothing to worry about Um, asteroids is the obvious one Um, yes a near-Earth asteroid. We So NASA, ESA, all the space agencies have big collaborations that track near-Earth asteroids or any asteroid that we think could cross the Earth's orbit in the next hundred years or so. Y'all got one job is to stop that <laughs> asteroid. But what do they do um, if they're wrong? But what if they do, or like in Ger- the Gerard Butler movie Greenland, what if they see the asteroid and they're like, it's going to pass by us and then it gets hit by another asteroid and then it becomes that is millions so of asteroids. so much more unlikely. Like, space is so, so, so big. Like, space is not just big in two directions. Space is 3D. So it's it's huge, right, that we're talking about. And asteroids are tiny into, well, you know, they wouldn't say that if there was one going to hit us, but they're tiny in comparison to the rest of space. So it's even more unlikely that another asteroid would hit another asteroid before hitting us. Like, that is so unlikely. But, like, we can track their orbits. You know, we can run things forward and see where stuff's going to go. There is, like, one or two where we're, like, it might come within the orbit of the moon. That's still over, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of kilometers away. So it's, it's nothing to worry about, right? Um, having said that, though, obviously there's a limit to what we can actually see. Like we talked about before, asteroids reflect light. So they're when they're really small, they're fainter. Or when they're further away, they're fainter. So we don't okay. detect them as easily. But the bigger ones, we do. And it's the bigger ones that are the danger. And we know of yes. all the big ones around us, and we know that none of them are going to be a threat to Earth, at least in the next hundred years, which is where, right. like, after that, you know, things start to get a little bit uncertain. You're like, it could be this region or this region, but there's no threat that we know of, like, in the next, in our lifetimes. So, can I ask a scary question of mm-hmm. why haven't we been hit over this long period of time? We like, have. Why, I know, but little ones. Yeah. But stuff like there was one that hit Russia, like what was it, Chelyabinsk, um, like seven or eight years ago, that was whoa. I can't even remember how big it was, but it was estimated probably about a hundred meters wide. I think when it hit the when it hit the atmosphere, and then most of it burned up. But it was like a spectacular light show, and and huge bits fell and stuff like that. But like again, that's that's so small that we probably couldn't see that. But it's not a threat to to like humankind it's not a threat to the earth it would be a threat to like individual settlements maybe but it wouldn't be a threat to like the globe okay didn't they just send out an experimental like because isn't the guy the idea to hit them right like if they come in like we will send like kind of like a kamikaze satellite at it (laughs) there are various different plans in place everything from you know like blowing it up into smaller pieces to deflecting it to even like attaching something to it that would like tow it 
somewhere else Whoa, as well. Now we fucking shit. speed, fucking space truckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining those tiny little tugboats that like pull in like giant cruise ships. Oh, that's just much like, cuter. Yes. Gotta get them out of here. Mickey Mouse at the helm. Yeah. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? But yeah, so like there's um there's so many different ideas. But then also like I remember about two years ago, NASA, ESA, the European Space Agency, Canadian Space Agency, they did this big like like they called it a conference but it was more like a a trial run where they were like okay we're gonna lock you all in a room for five days and we're gonna give you a pretend scenario that there is an asteroid and it like was like okay and then like monday was like it's this year and we've found this faint thing and the orbit says it might be a risk what are you gonna do wake up tuesday okay it's 10 years later like five years later and we've now figured out that it is gonna hit the earth but we don't know where yet and we don't and then like it ran throughout the day of like what they decided to deploy it was like almost like um what is what is that thing where you like choose your own adventure it was like that like they they decided like what they do and then like they'd all be ready with like well this is what's gonna happen next then you know that's really cool though can you imagine doing something like that like i feel like if that was my specialty but like this is great we finally get to use all of our schooling and we're gonna stop that asteroid you know i feel like i'd get into like but then there's one scientist who always smokes cigarettes who's like why don't we give the asteroid a shot? Huh? <laughs> Why don't we let it Why did he start off as Russian and then end up French? <laughs> I'm not a good actor. But <laughs> um, I remember with this big, like this big meeting they had, they also put out like press releases as part of it. But like they all had like this is a simulation. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, isn't real. Like because it was part of it, right? But also to be like let people know this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. We are do you know we're we're planning for this eventuality. You oh know, my that god, kind they of couldn't thing. do that in America. Americans would be like, oh <laughs> my god, did. the sky's falling. They're you just did. lying about. Of course. It was NASA releasing these like this is not real. <laughs> oh, but still they're like, oh, it's got to be real. Oh, it's got to be real. <laughs> So what'd they end up doing? Oh, I think, like, in the end, like, they, they deflected it, but then they're like, oh, there's a piece broken off, and that piece is going to hit New York City. Exactly, like, in the middle of, of Central Park. And it was like... Um, and so then it was all about... So, like, the last day was like, okay, you know, you, you tried the mitigation strategies, but now we have to practice, like, evacuation strategies and what that would be about, you know? So, like, it was like every yeah. base was covered, you know, in all eventualities. So it was like a, it was like a good thing that they got, everyone got to try all that they, kind of thing. They, like, um, wake up Bruce Willis. They're like, go get your suit on. We gotta go. And he's like, what am I going to call my agent? I love Steven it. Tyler's writing a new song. Yes. Uh, yeah. And this is, uh, thank you for making this not as scary. Uh, I also have a question about I, I, my, our listeners would be remiss if I didn't ask about exoplanets mm. and what do you know about this concept of the fact that there are these Goldilocks planets mm. that should have the same circumstances for life that Earth has, and where are we at with that? <laughs> we have found, I remember, like, the, 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 go, the sort of holy grail, right, is to find something that's Earth-size, Earth-mass, around a sun-like star that's at the same distance that has the same atmosphere, right? So we've found yes. something that is around a sun-like star that's just a bit heavier than Earth. Solar, but it's around about the same kind of distance. So we think it's in its Goldilocks zone. The next stage that's really happening at the minute, that's like the cutting edge, is trying to figure out what the atmosphere of those exoplanets have. We can actually do that. And it blows my mind thinking that we can do that because what they do is they 
take the light from the star and they take the tiny bit of it that has passed through the planet's atmosphere and look how it's different to the light from the star. So they can't, like, take what the atmosphere is, but they can see how the light is affected by the atmosphere. Exactly. And the thing is, like, things like carbon dioxide, oxygen, water, they all take a little bit of light. Like, they steal a bit of, like, energy from the light as it goes, but a very, very specific color of light. So if you know that that color is missing, then you're like, oh, carbon dioxide's there. has that. (gasps) You know? So it's really cool. Water absorbs it infrared wavelengths so like you know the the stuff that like your tv remote works with that you can't actually see <laughs> that little blinking red light sometimes yeah if you have yes. an old phone actually you can actually hold it to the end of like a tv remote and you'll be able to see the infrared light that you can't see with your eyes it's really cool Whoa. but it's those old phones like they've improved newer phones but like if you have like an iphone like i don't know like six or seven or earlier or something. No, they like need that kind the of new era. phones hide the truth. No, no, no. A lot less noisy. Um, but yeah, so it's really cool though because we can't really see that with like the Hubble Space Telescope at the minute. But have you heard of the James Webb Space Telescope? This is sort of the new I one that they're launching. Channel. Yeah, they're launching it this year, we, we hope. Um, it's been pushed back a few times, but we hope it'll be this year. And that can see in the infrared. It has a much bigger mirror, which means it can see fainter things. So we're hoping that that's the telescope that will be able to be like, this is a planet that is around a star like our sun. It has the same size. It has an atmosphere just like ours. And we've even maybe even spotted something like methane. Methane could be from like volcanoes, but like it also could be from like mammal farts. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, so honestly, <laughs> they say that that is, I, I was reading about that. They're like, well, that's how we know that there's something living on it. If it's farting, mm-hmm. it's alive. It's alive. Basically, yeah. That's mm-hmm. good to know. Uh, Although, I think that, corpses fart, but that's like If you press on their bellies. Um, and we also should be very uh, wary of finding this life because I do believe that if we find biological life on another planet and it has a way to get to us, hmm. that they will actually be very dangerous. It Why do you be, think that they yeah. would want to, though? Do you think, mm. Doctor, do you think that they would come after us? I don't know. I feel like every other life would have the same innate fear that we did. Like, don't poke anything. It's going to come get you, you know? But, like, at the same time, I don't think if we discover, you know, something like this in the planet's atmosphere, it's going to be, like, intelligent life or whatever. It could be, like, you know, tiny little microbes or something like that. Um, But also, like, we'd never be able to go there ourselves to confirm if life was there. How would they know that we spotted that they were there as well? Like, it right it's not something that has ever crossed the mind i do think that there are intelligent beings somewhere out there in space there has um, to be it's forever it's, yeah it's something we it, like, can't even grasp i don't even understand how anyone could think that there's not i yeah. really the only don't way get is it. if we're the only way is if we are in what some people call a simulation that we are in some form of digital prison mm. or some sort of a massive scenario you know what that my doesn't digital exist. prison i guess is not that bad if it is one <laughs> it's fine I, it's fine. Just leave it running. I'm not that bummed. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, let there. it go. Don't don't create a disaster like I used to do in Sims 2000 and just oh watch God. everybody die. Oh, bring up the just, just kill so everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, to me, that would be the only reason why there wasn't somebody. It, it just now, it's about why haven't we found them? Mm. Right? Where the Space hell are really they? Space is really big. Space is really big. big. Also, the idea that, you know, I kind of pertain the idea that there is like nuts and bolts, flesh and blood aliens out there, that if they are farther advanced than us, then they might be totally technologically based. They may not even have bio 
markers. They might, at this point, yeah. by the time we see them, they might literally, I was reading scenarios about giant battery planets. They can <laughs> yeah. go dead. And that they just become, like, they are just nanomachines, like, living in another place that we don't even know we're looking for grays. <laughs> but that's not that. You know what I mean? It's a bunch of tiny yeah. little and molecular computers. I mean, Dr. I like Becky, your hypothesis, but uh, scary. I don't know how you're going to prove that. And there's no I have way. a lot of ideas. There's no way that dark matter, dark matter isn't can't kill us, right? Dark matter isn't no. actually made up of no. these microcomputers no. that are going to evil matter. kill us, like okay, yeah. Yeah. all right, okay. It's not yeah. like the Sith of matter. No, no. Good. That's antimatter, <laughs> duh. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. No. oh shit! We don't have time to talk about it, but I need to know. <laughs> All right, um, so space won't kill us, at least not in our lifetime, is what no. the the QED of this. Look at me, oh uh, yeah, highly yeah. unlikely. That's what, that's what you say to keep your job as a precious <laughs> astrophysicist. No, I don't think that that. Um, or unless, are you told to cover anything up if you find anything? No, no. Oh my god, oh. no. We're like shouting from the rooftops, like you're covering it up. And I'm like, if I'd found that, I'd be like, guys, here, here, here. Doctor Becky Smithhurst, I want to say thank you so much for being on the LPN show. Do you have anything you want to plug? Any sush mates? Do you want to like tell people where to find your YouTube channel? Awesome videos. It's awesome. Sure, follow me on YouTube at Dr. Becky. I'm also on Twitter at Dr. Becky underscore. And then Ooh. on Instagram at Dr. Becky underscore S. And then also the book you mentioned in the US, its title yes. is Space at the Speed of Light in the US and Canada. In the rest of the oh. world, it's Space 10 Things You Should Know. And I had Gosh. a little Harry Potter moment of Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone. They changed the title. Oh, that's <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. Uh, this was so illuminating. Thank you so much. This is amazing. And thank you so much for not making us feel like idiots. I really, really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who makes an intelligent person that makes anybody else feel like an idiot is just should not like be allowed that intelligence. It's just not fair. Like, you know, everyone has their own little niche thing that they know. And mine just happens to be space. And society has decided that that is difficult. And therefore, that is something to be lauded. And I'm like... I couldn't speak a word of French if I tried. <laughs> I am stupid in so many other things. I just know I this dare thing. you. I dare you to come into my backyard and smoke chicken wings as well as I can smoke them. Exactly. Okay? I could I mean, not do that. I don't have that see? level of smarts. So. Um, it's just different. I have meat sense. Um, but thank you so much for coming for coming to the LPN show. You're here. So I'm just going to say you came, you've come to the LPN show. Thank you so much. Uh, listen to all the other shows on the Last Podcast Network, Last Podcast on the Left. There's page seven. There is Wizard and the Bruiser. There is, oh God, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. There is, uh, what are the other ones? Someplace I'm also underneath. very excited, Dr. Becky, that your Instagram has a lot of your videos on it as well. No dogs under. You're under, still talking about No dogs in space. No dogs in space. No dogs in space. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. Follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. Uh, don't follow me on social media. Uh, my name there is Henry Zabrowski. Um, see you guys Bye. real soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.